This is not a funeral for Jesus. Jesus is alive and well. And uh, as a good friend of mine texted me, uh, just as the service was starting, one of my favorite phrases um, on a day like today, it's Friday. Maybe you could finish this for me. It's Friday, but Sunday is coming. I know that there are good Fridays where we have a somber perspective of remembrance of what Christ did for us. And today is certainly, I don't want to take away from that. But I do want to go with uh, the theme and perspective for the next 20 minutes of where we're at tonight with nothing ends here. And I just want to talk for just a moment. If you want to turn to Luke chapter 22, I want you to see uh, a message that that Jesus had for his disciples. It was more than just a message. It was a tone, a mood in the room he had for them. It was a message he has for us tonight. It's something I want to share from my heart tonight for you. It's something that's heavy on my heart that's had to go through me to get to you. And then we're going to end with uh, the Lord's Supper, uh, what we call communion. Um, Here where we literally break the bread, which is representative of Christ's body that was broken for us and his blood that was shed for us. And we take the bread and we dip it in the juice and we... We eat that in remembrance of what Christ did for us. Um, and then we're going to sing a few more songs as we, we close. Um, but I believe that, that tonight is this message of nothing ends here. Is, it's a message of hope. It's a message of hope because surprise, surprise, Jesus is alive. And, and when we celebrate... Easter, we can't pretend that we're going through this funeral stage. We can't pretend that Jesus is dead for a moment while at the same time we anticipate the fact that he will rise again on Sunday. We know that he is risen. And so we have to hold on to the fact that in this moment we still, even in this moment, have hope. Even in our darkness we have hope. Always. That Jesus is with us. That Jesus has risen. That even for the disciples that night, when it felt like all was done, that all was finished, that all hope was lost, Jesus' message, Jesus' tone to them was that nothing ends here. So would you just bow with me before we get into Luke 22? And just this... And I want to introduce this idea quickly of nothing ends here, and we just prepare our hearts for this thought. Father God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you that your mercy prepared the way for you to send your son, and that while we are yet sinners, it says in Romans, You sent your son, Jesus, to die for us. And Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. Holy Spirit, 
We ask that right now that you'd make yourself manifest, that you'd speak through your word. We ask that you would make yourself manifest and that you would literally, that we would feel, hear, and be forever changed by the dynamic and real truth of your word tonight. That yes, we know the story of the gospel and we see this cross. The Holy Spirit, I ask that that it would be so fresh for us tonight. I ask that it would be so fresh that we would leave filled with hope. And I ask that in your amazing name, the name of Jesus. It's so good. It's so good. Amen. January 28th, 1986, I've shared this story a couple times recently, but January 28th, 1986, uh, was a tragic day for our country. Uh, The space shuttle, the Challenger, took flight, uh, headed into space. The world is watching, Uh, not just the world, many uh, there on site watching this space shuttle go up, but also many uh, on TV around the world, many classrooms, many kindergartners, many first grades, many elementary schools around the world glued to a television in 1986 watching the space shuttle go up and then shortly after uh, take off, as you know, that space shuttle uh, exploded and all seven astronauts, astronauts that were on board this space shuttle perished. If you've ever seen, I'm sure you've seen the, the explosion of the space shuttle but I don't know if you've ever uh, seen what is the most, one of the most moving parts of the story is the aftermath of the anguish of the people on the ground. You see, there were bleachers upon bleachers upon bleachers upon bleachers of people that came that day to watch this miraculous and amazing moment that were left with nothing but anguish and pain of watching those that they, some of them that they, knew and that were friends with and they loved, literally perish right before their eyes. Later that day, President Reagan, Ronald Reagan, took to television and he made one of the most incredible speeches um, as he addressed the nation. In the middle of his speech, he addressed the nation specifically to, he addressed kids that were watching this space shuttle explode Um, And he said this phrase, he goes, I want to talk specifically to the children around the nation that were watching the space shuttle and how hard this is to pioneer new things. And he talked specifically about the sentiment of needing to go on, needing to press on. And he said this phrase, he said, we need to know that nothing ends here. And I thought, what an incredible ability for a leader to have the guts in the face of a nation when it would have been so easy for us as a nation to be like, you know what? In the face of tragedy, when we're all thinking in our head, this is where it ends. This is done. We're done. This is finished. For a leader to step in and say to tender hearts, nothing ends here. Luke 22, Luke chapter 22, Jesus has the same ability as a leader. I don't know if you turn there, you can listen or you can 
you can just follow along. Um, it says in Luke chapter 22, it says the day, starting in verse 7, the day of unleavened bread came, the day of the Passover lamb was butchered. Jesus sent Peter and John off saying, go prepare the Passover for us so that we can eat it together. They said, where do we want us to do this? He said, keep your eyes open as you enter the city. You see, they were trying to find a place that was secret. Jesus at this point was being hunted. Jesus at this point had to, uh, in some way, he, he knew that some people were coming after his life for what he had been preaching. He wasn't hiding per se, but he knew that his hour was coming, but it wasn't yet right. He hadn't prepared his team. He hadn't prepared his disciples to yet uh, be ready for his death. It, it was coming, but it, they weren't yet ripe. He says, I want you to find a man carrying a jug of water and meet you falling home. Then speak to this owner of the house. He says, then the teacher wants you to know where the guests of the room, where I can meet the Passover meal with my disciples. He will show you a spacious second-story room, swept and ready. Prepare the meal there. And so they left. They found everything just as they were told and prepared the Passover meal. When it was time, he sat down, all the apostles with him, all the disciples. These were the guys that he had spent all this time with the last several years. This is the... If you, if you come to Conduit often, these are the guys, these are like the teen, you're smiling because you know what I'm about ready to say. This is like these teenage boys. Peter, James, and John is the, one, the guys you hear most about. But this is like, come on, this is the JV, the B team. These are the guys that Jesus loved. He spent this time with these guys. He healed people with them. He spent all his days with these guys. He loved these guys. And in fact, in all seriousness, he's getting ready to hand the keys of the kingdom to these gentlemen. He's, Jesus is leaving. And these boys and, and, and girls and, 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 and all these followers that he spent his time with and invested in He's getting ready to leave them to flip the world upside down. He trusts them because he's made that investment. I love this. You have no idea how much I have looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. You see, the tone is different that night. I know we don't have we don't have the mood set of what it might have looked like that night, but I'm sure you can use your imagination. I'm sure you've seen enough film or you can just imagine in your mind what that would have been like. And to be quite honest, I think the I think the tension was so thick for for lots of different reasons. I think you could probably see it on Jesus' face. I think you could probably feel it in the air. I think you could probably see it on Judas' face. I'm sure you could see the response on the rest of the disciples' face. 
And Jesus goes on. It's the last one. Excuse me, let me back up a step. You have no idea how much I've looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter into my time of suffering. It's the last one I'll eat until we will all eat together in the kingdom of God. This is it. This is our last time together. So it says, he says, taking the cup, he blessed it. Take this and pass it among you. As for me, I will not drink the wine again until the kingdom of God arrives. Taking the bread, he blessed it, broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given to you. Eat it in in memory of me. And he did the same with the cup. And after supper, he said, This is the cup in my new covenant written in my blood, poured out for you. Do you realize that the hand of the one who is betraying me at this moment is at the table? It is true that the Son of Man is going down the path already marked out. No surprises there. But for the one who turns in, turns traitor to the Son of Man, this is doomsday. So there's a lot happening here. Let me read this last verse. They immediately became suspicious of each other and began quizzing one another wondering who might this be that would do this. The mood in the room is thick. They have this time where it's like, guys, this is it. This is the last time we're together. There's this sentimental moment. This reminiscing moment. And then there's this In this moment at the end where Jesus is like, all right, the one who does this is actually going to be the one who betrays me. And then there's, in in different parts of the gospel, there's this discussion about how this went about. But then they start kind of pointing out and arguing and quizzing each other. Who's going to be the one that betrays Jesus? Who's going to be the one that betrays Jesus? If you go on to read, you you see this progression of how from that moment until the moment that Jesus dies and takes his last breath, which is a matter of hours, people start to dissipate. The crowd begins to leave him. He went from 12 to 11 to fewer to fewer if you, I mean, just right after this, he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane with just a few guys and prays. And then he gets arrested. And then he's beaten. And then he's whipped. And then he's brought to a cross. And then he's hung on a cross. And then he's crucified. And at the cross... He's hung on a cross, he's crucified, and even in that moment, it's guesstimated even in the Gospels that there's only a John and Jesus' mother, Mary, and maybe some guesstimates that really they're the only ones that are there with him. Maybe a couple others. 
in my guesstimation, I've always wondered, are, the, are some of the other disciples, because some of them, most of them fled, are they, are they fleeing in fear? Are they like Peter in the next moments where it describes how Jesus says, you're going to deny me, and when G- Peter denied him, he denied him in fear, being afraid of being arrested himself? And in that moment, did they all flee because they were afraid of being arrested and crucified themselves? Were they hiding on the other side of where Jesus was being crucified? Were they underneath the rock, listening, maybe even like they could see from a distance (coughs) where their master, where their savior was being crucified? Could they see what was going on? Were they broken about what was going on? Or did they just move on and they went back to what they were doing? Have you ever thought about this? All I know is that at that last moment, at that supper, there's this mood that this is where it all ends. This is where it all ends. And I feel like back to that moment, that dinner, I feel like Jesus' mood was this. Nothing ends here. Nothing ends ends here. This is the moment where Jesus is communicating loud and clear, like, yeah, for me, it's done. For me, maybe my life here, it's done. But for y'all, it is just beginning. Have you ever been in that spot? Or maybe you're at that spot tonight where there's this feeling, there's this mood in the room, or this, 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 this emotion or circumstance in your own life where it just feels like this is done. I'm done. The best days are done. There's nothing to look forward to. Um, I brought this up here because I I thought this would be the best way to describe it. Um, Everybody has somewhat of a, I'll I'll call it a dashboard, um, because it's the best way to to maybe internalize it for you. Um, Imagine this is, is like your heart your mind, your soul, your everything, right? Um, so you open up everything you are. And on your dashboard is everything you have done, everything you're going through right now, everything you're feeling, everything that's been done to you, everything that you're facing, everything that is a circumstance, it's all, it's all right here on your dashboard. And and only you see it. And only you feel it. And maybe it may be similar to what it was for those disciples in that room, in that moment, where like you've everything in your life, it's a culmin this dashboard is a culmination of all you are. And for the for those disciples, that moment, that dinner, that last supper was a culmination of everything that they were. And for you, that dashboard is saying. This is it. It's all done. All the pain I feel, all the circumstance, everything, all this culmination of everything is saying to me, I can't take another thing. It's done. Maybe you're here tonight, and and maybe you're not like ready to end it all, or maybe you're just at a spot where you're like, you're hopeless. You need to know tonight, you need to know tonight that nothing ends here. 
Nothing ends here. It may feel like it. That may be the mood in the room, but Jesus' mood to you, his tone to you, is that even though it feels like this is where it's done, that nothing ends here. God's at work. This is a message of hope. Because for those disciples, think about it, every, in every way, shape, and form at that dinner, they had followed Jesus in every way, shape, and form. This, wait, you're going you're gonna to die? They're going to kill you? They're going to arrest you? Yeah, this whole movement, it's done. We're done. We might as well leave and go back to be fishermen. Everything that we, everything that you did, Jesus, it's done. But if you, we know the end. We know what happened three days later. We know that everything is now changed. But they didn't know that. Could it be? Could it be conduit? Could it be? Sir, ma'am, young lady, mature lady. Could it be that there's something you don't see? There's something you don't know. Like those disciples didn't see or didn't know. For you, it feels like this is the end. And God's tone to you, God's message to you, Jesus' message to you is that nothing ends here. Ronald Reagan's message to the United States, it would have been so easy to say, this is done. This is, we're finished. Jesus' message to you is nothing ends here. The last thing that Jesus said, he said seven last things. But one of the last things that Jesus said, he said on the cross, he says, it is finished. Did you know that? Jesus' life, it is finished. What is finished? His work on the cross, his fight to die for your sins, his, his sacrifice, the wrath of God poured out on, you, or on him for your sins. Yes. It's almost as if you could enter in that phrase. It is finished, but it's almost as if you could say, Dot, 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 but nothing ends here. Nothing ends here. Not just for him, but for you. Conduit, my encouragement to you today, and, and just in closing, whatever is on your dashboard, whatever you wake up to every day, whatever you see, Whatever you feel, nothing ends here. It's not done. God's at work. This is a message of hope. Let me pray. Jesus, as we just come into a time of remembering and communion, remembering who you are and what you've done, we remember your sacrifice. We remember your goodness. We remember your mercy. We remember the fact that you gave it all 
so that we could be free. You gave it all so that we can be forgiven. We remember how You went without so that we could be with. You went without your friends. You went without the presence of your Father so that we could be with the Heavenly Father. We praise you for that. We thank you for that. God, we ask tonight We ask tonight no matter what we're facing, no matter what is on our heart and mind, that you would remind us that nothing is ending here. That we must pioneer on, that we must move on, that we must have courage to keep going. That your work on the cross is finished, so that means that we have more work to do. Thank you. Thank you.